We welcome you to another edition of Being Well Informed. My name is Claudia Barber, and I am your podcast host on this fine afternoon. And we are so excited to present to you another topic of interest. And we have as our very special guest, Elder Valerie Watson of Transformation Church. Hello. Hi, hi. Hello. God bless you. God bless you, Elder Valerie Watson. Tell us about yourself and what you do and why the topic of losing a spouse is important to you. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Again, my name is Elder Valerie Watson. It's truly an honor and pleasure to be with you here today. Again, thank you for the invite, um, Judge Barbara. I appreciate it. And again, um, just a little bit about me. Um, in my 60s, I've um, love God's people, um, um, truly involved in outreach ministry, want to make our um, communities better. We know that we're better together. Um, and understanding that sometimes when you have disruptions, such as a spouse that you lose, it can change the whole trajectory of your life. And understanding that without God in it, again, it's really hard to be navigated. And so um, just a child of God, love God's people, um, I love um, how he continues to uplift us together. Um, again, we are better, so much better together. And so um, you just grateful and thankful to be a part of the podcast on today. You are part of the Transformation Church of Jesus Christ, which is in Baltimore. That's correct. Uh, a significant uh, territory when it comes to community outreach. So how do you involve yourselves community outreach wise? Amen. Well, first of all, I've been in Transformation Church for 30 years. Um, mm -hmm. And in that 30 year process, I have really, again, my passion I've always have known has been truly outreach and really networking with the community, other churches in the community. Um, again, um, Baptized Baltimore, we had on this summer, uh, just a awesome time with more than 30 churches all together, coming together realizing that we have to do ministry outside of the walls. Um, it can't always be traditional anymore. And so God said, go to the hitches and highways and compel them to come. And so what I've been doing is working with um, churches all over Baltimore City to see how we can effectively um, communicate and minister to the community. And that's with the outreach as far as the um, food bank, um, other churches in collaborations with their food pantries, and we're able now to stock our Transformation Church Food Pantry up again um, and doing and just, again, um, prayer. Prayer is so important. And again, going around Baltimore City, networking with the churches in prayer, Friday night prayers, um, Sunday afternoon prayers. I'm just realizing, again, that we need one another. And it's not really based on our, um, I want to say, our uh, religion doctrine. I want to say our doctrine of religion is about God and God alone. Um, then Jesus Christ is truly the center of our lives. And we realize denomination, that was what I was trying to say, that denominations are not really a big impact as much as saving souls for Jesus Christ. Well, you know, um, you also have a very impactful intercessory prayer uh, team. And I'm honored to be a part of it, but wow, I'm about that. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah amen amen tell us um, about that so we've been doing intercessory prayer here at transformation church i've been involved as one of the coordinators for the last 16 years 
Um, and in that, we get prayer requests from all over the world that people come and want us to intercede for their families and their churches um, and their children and community. We have, um, for the last, since COVID, we've been online um, having intercessory prayer on Thursday nights and Saturday and really been committed. Yes. We have a team of 40 um, faithful intercessors that yes. when we send out a 911, um, they respond. And we've had so many victory reports over the mm -hmm. last 16 years, miracle signs and wonders all over where God has restored people's lives that he has um, just did miraculous miracles. Hallelujah. And again, the best at all, we thank God, even when people transition, they, that's the ultimate victory in mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. But we touch and agree daily um, that God is doing great things. And so with that intercessory prayer, the team of 40 members, I'm just glad to be a part of that team where we can push back darkness and bring in the marvelous light that the power of God is real. The blood still works and we raise the blood stain banner all the time letting God have his way. Um, but also we're going to try to get back in the sanctuary for the first, I want to say 13 years, we would come out at 6 a.m. in the morning and be in the sanctuary from 6 a.m. to about 8 o'clock. And then we moved it back to um, 7 a.m. to about 9.30 a.m. But again, of course, as I said, when the COVID came, we had to find other ways. And again, you know, God is open 24-7, 365 days a year. We have direct yeah. access to him. And so, Thank again, you. we started on the phone as a conference call. You know, those, those intercessory prayer sessions are <coughs> impactful as well because everybody is encouraged by the testimonies and the praise reports and the, you know, I, you know, I had surgery or something like that, or I went to the hospital, I'm out of the hospital and so on and so forth. It's just a rejoicing time for us to, to share. And we're energized by, and, and by, by what we hear, by, by, by how we see uh, God moving uh, in, uh, in in our intercessory prayer team. But let me pivot and come straight to the point of losing a spouse because uh, that is the focus of our discussion today. Uh, you've lost a spouse. So how has that impacted you? Uh, in so many different ways. Uh, my husband and I, let me give me a little history. My husband and I were childhood sweethearts. I've known my husband since I was 14. My mother forbidden him to date me until I was 16. He came and asked my mother, said, she's 16 now, can I date her? And that's the rest of his history. We we were together over 40 some years and just giving God honor and praise for my husband, Bruce. He was an excellent provider, a great man, a great man of God. And again, his ministry was outside of the walls. I had so many victory reports and testimonies of how Bruce influenced so many others' lives. Um, and being, before he passed, we were married 38 years. And so that's all I knew was of Bruce. Um, and he was my confidant. He was my friend. He was my lover. He was just my everything, my cheerleader in ministry as well, always there to be um, my cheerleader. And when he passed away, of course, when people say um, uh, you lose a part of yourself, um, so just really discovering who Valerie was because everything was Bruce and Valerie. Everything was Bruce and Valerie. Everywhere we went, it was Bruce and Valerie. And so um, went in a really a state of isolation for a moment, just really didn't want to be 
um, bothered, didn't want to have any other conversations, um, just didn't really understand how to process it. Um, mm. You talked about the intercessory prayer team. I could not truly have made it without my intercessory prayer team lifting me up and encouraging me um, to hold on to God's unchanging hand that they were holding up my arms. And so when a person passes away, um, as Christians, we know that they're going to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But what we are not, what I was not prepared for was the loneliness um, that I felt when he passed. Just okay. that void was just so significant to me. And there are many days that I did not want to wake up. I just was praying, Lord, just please take me home with my husband. I wanted to be in the presence of my husband. And so. Um, yeah. yeah. Does ministry prepare you for this moment? Yes and no. Yes mm-hmm. and no. We know that God is keeping us and we're holding on to God's unchanging hand and everything that we have ever preached to anyone else becomes real time for us. Um, that we have to lean on the word of God, trust the Lord in all thy ways and lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways, God will direct thy path. Um, one of the things that I would hate when people would say joy would come in the morning. I said, if somebody would tell me joy would come in the morning, one more day, I think I'm going to scream and holler. But eventually it does come. And just again, being able to lean on the Lord, even in our dark moments, that God, I just need you to bring me through. There were many times that I just, bow before the Lord like God. I just need you to take full control of my life. I need you to take full control of my thoughts and the process that I'm going through. No, Go ahead. And the the answer I would say no to, I I was just not prepared for the many, many days, lonely days. I just was not prepared for that. Mm. So how has life changed for you? Let's say in the area of finances, opening up an estate, business, handling business. How does that change? One of the things I would say was make sure you have all the documentation that you and your spouse can talk about before they actually transition. Um, Bank accounts are so important. I think so many times things have changed. When you were the spouse, you were entitled just about to everything. But now since the laws have changed, you have to become now a representative of the estate which is something that I did not know. Um, Mm -hmm. And so everything that you do has to be counteracted by you being now the representation for the estate of your spouse. I would say know all your passwords, know their passwords, know what all the documentation is, know what cemetery that they want to be buried in, know um, the particulars, um, really understanding, um, again, that last and final um, journey needs to be talked about. So many times people don't want to talk about death. Mm-hmm. And um, you really should talk about it when they are able to hear and understand and that you're able to communicate well. Um, there were certain things that I didn't know as far as Bruce had other um, accounts that I didn't know about. And again, trying to find the documentation and the passwords and things for that. I'm making sure that your home is either in both or your names or that you're the person that will be um, entitled to the estate. Again, sometimes children uh, are sometimes inherited. Um, sometimes other people are her. Don't assume because that you're the spouse that you're going to be the one that's entitled to it. Make sure all of that preparation is done. If pre-arrangements can be done before. Um, um, just having all the documents that you can, pre-arrangements mm-hmm. already figured out before you um, have to come to the decisions 
of it on your own. Do you think of life differently now than you did before your spouse passed? Absolutely. I realize that every day is a gift from God. I think so many times we say so many things, but we really have no idea of the impact until the spouse is gone. I appreciate every moment. If I could just hear his voice say, honey, I'm home uh, one more time. Um, just embracing every moment of life. I would say, hold on to those precious moments that you have. Um, always um, tell them that you love them. Don't go to bed angry. Um, just making sure that you're consistently communicating with your spouse and even your loved ones. Um, just don't take anything for granted. You know, when they leave out the door, they may not come back in again. And actually, that was what was happening in my situation. I was actually working um, and my husband had a, a medical emergency and we just thought he was just going to get a follow up. Never anticipated that he would never come back home. I was mm -hmm. glad that I had the opportunity to embrace him and hug him before he left and pray over him. But if I'd known that was my last time that I was going to see him, it would have been so much more in depth. I would just shut everything down and just concentrate it on him. Um, and so... Yes, absolutely. It has changed my life significantly. Understanding that uh, when God gives us something, we got to take it seriously and move on it immediately. You know, tomorrow's not promised. And so, again, we got to do what we need to do today to make a difference. Is loneliness more real? And is it a spirit or is it uh, something that uh, you, you're, you're just alone? Or is it more than that? Well, I, I believe it's a little more than that. And I say that we always realize that, again, um, when you're, for instance, if you go anywhere, you're alone and then you know that you have an opportunity to embrace other people. It's almost like the door had been shut and you can't open it again. And that's what it felt like, the loneliness, because when you're used to hearing that voice at the end of the day, when you're used to hearing it early in the morning, when you're used to receiving a phone call, how you doing? Just calling just to check on you, just to see how you're doing. And when those voids come, they're hard to fulfill. Um, but we do have an opportunity to make a choice, really, to embrace the people that are in our lives. And I would say, as I did, don't shut your family out. Um, try um, as much as possible to allow them back into your lives because a truly it's a void that no one will understand. But in the middle of the night, when you're looking up at the wall, the loneliness is real. The good part about having the spirit of the Lord with us, the Holy Ghost, is that we can embrace the Lord at that time. God, I'm really lonely. What should I do? Um, I'm reaching out and crying out to you. And God, the comforter shall come. The comforter, so the comforter has helped me for the last four years to maintain my sanity. Just being honest, um, no one knows what's that those middle of the night experiences have been. And so it's only been by the grace of God and holding on to the word of God, praying, interceding, having a prayer partner that you can reach out to, to say, this is what's really happening. And now mm -hmm. for me, when you ask what is different, I'm so transparent than I've ever been. I've always been a very private, independent, professional woman. And I pride myself on that. But I found out that I do need people. You sometimes have to say, I need a little help. I'm struggling in these areas, whether it's emotionally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally, we need to reach out to those people that can help us. You know, how has your relationship with family or your children or grandchildren changed? Um, I would say, again, it definitely has changed to the fact that I 
um, embrace them more. I, I, I intentionally embrace them more. Um, I pray over them more. Um, I understand that again, without family, um, it can be a very difficult journey. And so I embrace from the oldest to the youngest. I have a great matriarchs and patriarchs of the family that I call on um, 80 and 90 years old. And this is where I am. And they give me great advice. And, and Valerie, it's going to be okay. Hold on. That's um, beautiful. And from the youngest ones, um, from my grandchildren, they um, admonish me as well. Grandma, you're going to, Mama, you're going to be all right. You're the strongest person I know. So um, that helps me as well because even in my weak moments, I realize I still have to be strong for them. And so um, I go out of my way to embrace my daughter, my grandkids, and my friends and family that are in my life. And so I um, have a renewed relationship with my sister. We've got closer because of the passing of my husband. Well, you know, uh, years ago, I was working on a case and uh, an opposing attorney uh, lost the spouse. And uh, I was, I didn't know what to say. And I was trying to empathize with him. And I said, you know, I've lost my mom and I've lost my dad. And he says, it's not the same. It's not the same. So tell me a little bit more about what he meant by that. So um, as God says, again, when you get married, the covenant is now leave my mother and my father and you become united with your spouse as one. And when God made Adam and knew put Adam to sleep and knew it was not good for him to be alone, he took that rib right from Adam's side and created woman. And woman became an intricate part of his daily life. And so when you think about marriage, marriage is a covenant keeper between a man and a woman in Jesus Christ, that three court strand that cannot be easily broken. And even though the, your mother and your father is so important to you, because again, they gave you life and we couldn't imagine our life without it. The spouse be really becomes um, that one strand again, that intricate part that God brings together that you really unite as one. As God is saying, again, leave thy mother and father. Now you become one. And when you when you become really one, you really become um, soulmates. It's a little bit different from a mother and father because the intimacy level is a little bit different. When you have a person that you spend time with night and day, you wake up with them, you go to bed with them. It really builds a awesome foundation when marriage covenant is in the right order. And when you have that type of relationship, that's why people would quickly would say it's not the same. It's not the same. I would say it's not the same as well. When you have a good spouse, whether it's a, um, a female or male, and that you can count on them night and day, they're your ride or die partner, whatever's happening in life. Um, they're there with you to make um, awesome life-changing decisions. Again, that intimacy that you have with one another is truly a difference from a uh, mother or father or sister or brother. And that would be the difference. And so what I say is my recommendation when someone loses a spouse, just let them know you're there for them, whatever they need. Listen, I'm praying for you. If there's anything I can do or be of assistance, if it's just it's holding their hand, I'm just here with you. I want you to know that I'm here if you need me. And we don't have to be deep about it. We don't have to use a lot of scriptures. We just have to let them know you're my friend and I care deeply for you. 
and I'm just here for you if you need me in any way. Are there special resources that you have become aware of uh, since you've experienced this loss of a spouse that's helpful, even if it's for people that are terminally ill or a terminally ill spouse? You know, I really, um, and I don't want to just make it, I really just hold on to the Lord. The 66 Bibles have uh, have been really good for me. I did read a book and I don't, I apologize, I don't have the name of it, but I did have a book that someone gave me that was so encouraging. And really what the content of it was, is what we're talking about now, um, that it's okay to have um, loneliness and feel sometimes abandoned. It's okay when you're going through a moment of self um, pity, but the book encourages us not to stay there. Um, there is a time to mourn, as the word has said, and it's a time to cry. And um, we have to know when those are and when we are overwhelmed with it and when to reach out for help. I think so many times we come in, we talk about mental illness. A lot of times I think mental illness comes because we don't reach out to the resources that can help us before we get to a place where it's so toxic that we don't know what to do. And so um, I just, again, listening, be, uh, my encouragement, be around good people that love you. Um, it's the best um, support system ever. And if you need help, ask for it. Um, sometimes you just have to have someone guide you to that place of resource, whether it's a, a, a Christian psychologist, um, people can reach out to. I did have one session with a young lady that was a Christian. I don't think she was Christian, but she was very um, encouraging. So I did have one session with a psychiatrist. And again, it was the best session that I've ever had. I, I was able to be very candid and honest and again, transparent. And she and I enjoyed this. And she said, this is one of the best sessions I have had because we have a, that light that we can bring into any situation. Mm. As God shines through us again. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He knew exactly where we were going to be. And so for me, I'm thanking God and praising God. There's three significant things that have helped me through. First is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's no doubt about it. And then it's my family and support system that have been around me. And thirdly, it has been the intercessory prayer team that has been standing in the gap for the last four years that has made a tremendous impact on my life. And so I praise God that I haven't had to have a lot of different um, avenues that I had to travel. I just trust the people that are around me that God has given me, and I have been greatly um, I'm blessed by it. And so. Now, you are the leader of outreach uh, at Transformation Church of Jesus Christ. Tell us a little bit about your role there and how that helps you, if any. Absolutely. And so, again, my role here at Transformation Church is the outreach um, coordinator is to do outreach, um, to reach beyond the walls of the church and go out to the community and um, just a fellowship. Um, we go, we've been to our daily bread on many times, Catholic charities on many times. We go um, out in treatment. For me, I love raw ministry. If you ever know me, if you ever around me, you know that I love raw ministry. And what that means is, is I will take care packets in my car, um, park my car and just canvas a particular street or location and go and minister to the needs of the people that are in the community. Um, at times, again, we're going to reestablish a new outreach um, team um, again that will go out. Over the years, I've had teams where we would just go out 
in either canvas the neighborhoods we would prayer you've been on one of the prayer walks with me as well we go in the community and walk yes. and pray um and we just engage people um as the holy spirit leads it's just a powerful yes. piece to be engaging with the community uh, we also have given out food i had my trunk full of just bags and just as we see people we give people sandwiches and something to drink um a dessert um again a care packet consists of toothpaste toothbrush washcloth soap um, deodorant um just everyday toiletries that people would need just so that they would be able to have something some type of normalcy to their lives we also go out as the gets cold at canvas. We do socks, hats, scarves, um, whatever is the need for the community. And again, I always um, network with surrounding churches in the community. So I have established a relationship probably with about 40 churches around the Baltimore metropolitan area that whenever I am in need of something or we, again, great minds come together to do it as well. You have been a wonderful today and I thank you so much for being it's been my pleasure being well informed we hope to have you back again thank you absolutely so anytime it's been a pleasure to be with you on today God bless you beautiful thank you thank you thank you